Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, boy, do we have a treat for you guys. We have a fun Mock Draft Monday format where Connor and I going back and forth, snake draft format to the death. Okay, maybe not to the death, but a lot of pride on the line here, drafting the best position groups in the NFL. So it's team building format. Essentially, I'm trying to build a team based off of NFL team position groups and Connor's trying to do the same. We're going to go back and forth with our picks to make it fair. So what we're basically doing is, okay, I am picking an offensive line from one certain team. This team's offensive line. They're going to be my offensive line. Connor's going to pick, okay, I'm taking this defensive line from this certain team. It's going to be a great way for us to give out some shout-outs to some of the best position groups in the NFL. What we're doing, we're trying to form the best teams possible to go head-to-head against one another. We're also including head coaches, offensive coordinators, and defensive coordinators with a fun twist on some regulations that will challenge our team-building expertise. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Trevor. That's Connor. Let's ring the bell. Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikuma. That is Connor Rogers here with you on a beautiful Monday morning where we are once again firing up the creative mock draft formats here. Today we are drafting position groups in the NFL against each other. So we thought that this would be a really fun way to highlight some of the best groups in the NFL because we know you guys love talking about that stuff during the offseason. And now we're putting a draft flavor on it. So Connor and I are going to try to form the best teams using position groups drafting position groups so not like singular players like i'm drafting an entire team's offensive line or connor's drafting an entire team's defensive line and we're going to make starting lineups to go head to head against each other we're also going to throw in head coaches defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators as well connor i feel like like i said this is a fun way to highlight some of the best groups in the nfl really give a shout out to some of these teams and some of the fans that root for them Absolutely, and it's got some game show element to it, too, where there there are rules. You cannot draft from the same franchise twice. So if you – listen, there's we know what it is. There's powerhouses in the NFL right now. You can't double dip into that well. So if we pass on a certain group somewhere and you go, man, I wouldn't have done that, think about the future pick that could be in play from that team. The second thing that's really, really important here, this is not dynasty-style drafting. This right. is the style of drafting of – we're in a backyard sandlot style and trevor and i are pitting these two teams together for one game for one game against each other so it is in the now it's not i think this group will develop in three years and i'll have a super stacked corner group this is for a game today and as trevor said uh off air before the show a really good madden style phrase injuries off so yes, injuries correct. off. so this is correct. just all about talent in the exact moment in these position groups with a little strategy element to it as well. I'm like sweating doing research for this here. Most of research for a show in months, by the way. I, months. Yeah, because there's there's so much strategy involved of like Insane. what position group are you gonna go after first? Like, can you pick this team? Because then you won't be able to pick any other unit, right? We That's the hardest part. The yes. best teams in the NFL. And we're gonna be able to give a shout out to a lot of the best teams in the NFL throughout this entire exercise. But the strategy of okay which unit do you want to pick from some of the better teams? And honestly, dude, like it might not even be the best unit on that team. You're just trying to get strategic with it. Like, okay, this is the best position group uh, from this team and, and how it's going to flow with the team. So uh, man, this is, 
like you say, this is the most research that I feel like I've done for a topic on this podcast. So I cannot wait for it to hysterically crash and burn in my face 20 minutes into this bad boy. I don't think we'll get stuck too much today. We do have those moments on a lot of the draft format Monday shows where we get stuck. I think this one with the amount of research we've done and the fact is when something comes off the board, I don't know. I say that now. We'll see. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, you, it's gonna. It's gonna go completely off the rails like five minutes into this thing. So we'll go snake style in order. Uh, the categories for everybody at home. If you want to follow along and tally what you would do in the moment, you can yes. gladly do that. So your categories you're gonna want to write down are quarterback, running backs, pass catchers. So that is wide receivers and tight ends looped together. Tricky. Offensive line. On the defensive side of the ball. D-line, so your edge rushers and interior D-line are looped together. Your off-ball linebackers, cornerbacks, and then safeties. So secondary is not a group. Corners and safeties are separated, and then you can draft. You get to draft a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a defensive coordinator. Sorry, special teams, you didn't make the cut for this show. We'll probably you know, not to you do you dirty like that in the future. You know, you know what we didn't talk about before the show. Do coaches apply to the you can't pick a team twice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely. This is why this is it's a lot harder than people are going to realize. Oh, no. So we will be taking from. I have a handful of options, but. 11. So over, um, over a third of the NFL for each of us will be included in this show. Now, you and I. Like, if you take someone from a team, I could still take something else from that team. But we can't double dip You ourselves. can. I can't. Right, right, right. Yep, yep. I, I don't think if, – if we were to get that savage with it – It would be – it would start to get, like, really <laughs> ugly. We'd be running out of teams and players. Yeah. And then PFF would, like, post the graphic of what the teams look like, <laughs> and people would tweet at us and be like, these guys are morons. How are they employed – so we do have to be a little we have to be a little uh careful there yeah self-preservation is important for us here on this podcast we are the, we are the two kings of self-preservation have you to, guys haven't have learned to that be. by now you guys are out here in these these social media streets coming at our necks if we don't do in that june, so. it's june we haven't even done an nfl season for this show yet but that's that's why we love you we love you guys because you've got opinions and you're ready to uh you're ready to fire them off well before we get this draft started I got to read everybody's favorite ad copy. It's our friends over at Manscaped. Gentlemen, talking to you. All men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks in the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He is a big, hairless, winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That is right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below the, the waist grooming. Uh, now you can trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com uh, for 20% off and free shipping using the promo code PFF. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle that they have ever offered giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top product. 20% off free shipping using that promo code PFF at manscaped.com. That is 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code PFF. It's time you enjoy the finer things in life and get you a platinum package for your platinum package. See what we did there, Connor? I like it. I like it. But we got to keep this boat moving. 
you want to uh you want to go first or you want me I, to go first either way up to you um i feel like i often do choose so this time i'm gonna let you choose okay well keep things fair on this show then i i'm gonna i'm gonna have you go first i'm gonna have okay. you go first and then i'm gonna i'm gonna counter here so i am i have been this is the second that we had this topic nailed down I was wondering what you were going to go with first, where your mind, because that's almost half the fun of this exercise is, yeah, we get into debates of who you should have picked where, or I'm going to pick this position group, but we don't know group, but it's, I don't know. I can do my own research on what I think about the NFL players and about the NFL head coaches. I can't do my own research on what you're going to pick. So the, my entire strategy We'll actually go off of where you are going to start here. I'll let you go first, and then I get back-to-back on the snake draft format. So first, and we're starting with quarterback. For everyone wondering, we're not just – we're not going to randomly oh. go over the board, right? Or no, do you want to go ra- over the board? No, you could randomly go all over the board. Okay, I that's, like that. That's that's what I'm doing. We're not, start, we're not starting with quarterback. You can take whatever position you want to first. So that's why the strategy is huge here. You can try to – one-up me on a position that you think is super weak that has one good team at the top, or you could try to steal uh, a different kind of position group that maybe you think that I, I'm going to go for first, so you want to block me because you know how I mm. pick. No, we're going all over the board. You have the freedom to pick whatever group you want in any order you want. Wow. This is truly fascinating Correct. right now. Correct. Now the sweat has begun to pour. Here I, we go. It's I put my AC off. down five degrees just for this podcast because I knew I was going to start sweating. Oh man! We got on the clock. I should have done the same because now <laughs> I am already. I'm already torn. I was like, we won't get stuck today. We're stuck on the first, the first overall pick. All right. So, you know what? Surprisingly for me. Mm-hmm. I, I am going to go quarterback, and I'm going to take Josh Allen. And there is some, there's, some, there's some stuff in play here. For me, uh, most importantly, I, I, the Bills are an awesome team, and they have a lot. The Bills are fascinating to me. They have almost every position on the team, you can argue, is probably in like the top five they do have of the really NFL. Yeah. But besides quarterback there was no position group that i was like i have to have that so i knew i only wanted to i knew i'd only have the temptation to really dip from the bills roster once and i wanted to get josh allen where the other elite quarterbacks play i didn't feel that way there was something else about their roster that i really really wanted elsewhere besides quarterback so this isn't me saying josh allen is the most valuable position group including coaches in the entire nfl He's got an argument that he's pretty dang close. Right. He's pretty dang sure. close. It's a conversation. But there was more layers to this pick as well. Man, you know, you say that, and the Bills do have, uh, obviously, one of the best teams in the NFL. There's no yeah, doubt about sure. it. And it, it is it is spearheaded by their quarterback, for sure. But there is one position group that I do think is top of their class that I'm not going to pick now because I don't have to pick it because I know you're not going to because you mm-hmm. can't pick the Bills anymore. So we will get to that. We will get to that explanation. I think I already have one of my position groups filled out. For my first pick, this seems lame, but I have to go with it. And I asked you whether whether the coaching stipulation for the teams also counted, and you said yes. Yeah. So I've got to go with Bill Belichick here. That was – okay. So I'm glad that you did that. This goes into our back-and-forth thing we do during rankings. That's what this was down to for me. I was okay. either going to take Bill Belichick first, um, you know, not to give too much away, but like – 
there wasn't a lot that excited me about New England's roster right. for this exercise. Right. So I, but obviously Bill Belichick, maybe the greatest head coach of all time, Goat. was where it was like, okay, if I get Belichick, I got something from a team that I didn't need anything out anywhere else. So uh, that was really cool. That that that's what it was down to for me with the number one pick, and that's the first two picks of the entire exercise. <sighs> Man, so now head coach is done. Yeah, all right, head coach, head coach is done for me, and New England is done for me, and I agree with you hundred percent. I wrote down a list of teams, and you know, some people would say like, okay, well, you're you're on your research, you're going to list at least like two teams because if Connor takes one, you get the other. But I think it's, 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 it was a little bit deeper than that for me. I wrote a handful of teams that I would be comfortable with, or at least excited about picking for every position group, because I also wanted to weigh, Hey, like, is there one team that really stands out for me in a certain position group where they're nowhere else on my list? It happened to be that the Patriots were not like, I really was not jazzed about taking the Patriots in any other spot other than Bill Belichick being by far number one for me in the head coach rankings. These are the good head coaches to get. I know Connor's going to pick a good one. He's going to yep. get a good one. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that's strategy. Be my pick there. Absolutely. Okay. So my next pick here, I'm going to stay on the offensive whoa, whoa, whoa. side. Oh. Whoa. Snake draft format. Oh, back-to-back. Back. My Snake bad. Snake draft format. My bad. My All right. Snake draft format. All right. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to steal my picks out here, folks. All right. There's so many different ways I could go with this. Yeah, that, I'm not like I would have been mad if this was later in the not mad, but like nervous later in the draft. No matter what you do, I feel I feel good this early on. There's a lot of elite options out there. There's a lot of elite options out here. Oh man. This league is so talented. It's so good. I'm going with the Browns offensive line. I I, I gotta go with I gotta go with the Browns offensive line. It's there's a lot of good offensive lines. I get it. But, dude, Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin, Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio, and now they have Nick Harris yep. the center getting in for J.C. Treader. I mean, like, that whole cohesive unit is fantastic. There's a lot of good offensive lines to choose from. Um, I guess it doesn't exactly matter because I already chose offensive line. But, like, Detroit's offensive line is fantastic with the amount of draft picks and the free agency capital they've invested in theirs. The Bucks is obviously very good. Um, the Eagles as well. Big shout-out to them. But – I think that Cleveland, when you look at that group, again, compared to some of the other areas that I would draft the Cleveland Browns, their offensive line is the one that I want. When I look at one of the best rosters in the NFL in Cleveland, it really is, that's the one that stands out to me. You got five offensive linemen that are badasses. They're going to be able to play their ass off for you that are championship caliber. So I'm going to go Browns offensive line here uh, as my first position unit pick after Bill Belichick there. So that would have been my... Not my pick, but it would have been my – it would have been one of my picks because I picked back-to-back here. Mm. So my first pick, no matter what you did, praying that you didn't do this, I was taking the Bengals pass catchers because oh, nice. we know all about Jamar Chase. We know all about T. Higgins. Both guys went over 1,000 yards last year. Yep. Tyler Boyd almost had 1,000 yards. This is the rare wide receiver trio, and I know they lost C.J. Uzama to in free agency to the Jets, so their tight end group isn't you know something that you jump for joy I mean, with. They got Hayden Hurst. I mean, Hayden Hurst is it's fine. It doesn't something. need to be. They don't need to invest more in that area. Right. They basically have three thousand yard wide receivers, and there's not teams that could. Say, other teams can't say that. So, I loved the Bengals pass catching group. This was uh, this was my surefire second pick. Now, I would have taken the Browns offensive line here. 
Absolutely. That's mm. where I would have gone as well because I think it's good. The, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know. The strat worked then. The strat yeah. worked. Yeah. It's about distinguishing groups. And the Browns are a distinguished offensive line. There's a lot of, like you said, good groups, Trevor. Mm-hmm. I don't. And you're projecting things change year to year. Jedrick Wills needs to stay healthy. They have a new center. But that Browns group is just, it's a pretty special one up front. All right. So I, t- I have Josh Allen throwing to the Bengals pass catchers. It's pretty sick. I'm it's not going to lie. I'm it's pretty fun lie. to think about. It's yeah. pretty fun to think about. Yep. Now it gets kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to start to look on the defensive side of the ball because you already took offensive line, so I'm not going to rush that way. Uh, I'm not going to rush to running back right now. Man, this is this one was really, really hard for me, but I am going to take the Ravens' safeties. Oh, yeah. I... Yeah. I just think that nobody is three deep like this team. There's a lot of good duos. Nobody is three deep like this team. Marcus Williams, uh, a pretty rare skill set to yep. play free. Yep. Chuck Clark, a really underrated player in this Dude, they're, league. They're four deep. Dude, they're like five yeah. deep. <laughs> and then, and then Kyle Hamilton's your nuts. Swiss Army. So I know that might surprise people, that being my third overall pick in this draft, but I just... I, I don't really see a group like that that has that diversified of a skill talent, uh, skill set plus talent. So Baltimore safety group, I valued them much differently than everybody else's safeties because it's three special players compared to two. Yeah, and I mean like you're getting you're getting super deep play there from the Baltimore Ravens. There's no doubt about it. And then like the Bengals, you're right. I I didn't I don't think I was gonna take wide receiver early in this draft. It obviously depended. I was pretty comfortable letting you take wide receiver because even though the Bengals are at the very top, there's no doubt about it. There are a lot of something good. There are a lot of really great pass catching groups. And I think the same can be said with all position groups. So I won't try to sound like a broken record there, but um, yeah, the the Bengals were a great choice. And and then the Ravens, there were a couple of different choices for the Ravens. Um, You picking the Ravens though, means that you don't get John Harbaugh as a head coach. So nope. He was uh, he was he was in my he was in my top three if you will so you just... uh, no no hate there he's been awesome and he's been awesome for a really really long time quietly but I yeah once again I, I circled that group as one I had to have back to back picks here all right all right all right all right all right man there's such mm. <sighs> <laughs> the frustration. I so it is it's a frustrating exercise. So you picked pass catchers, right? And you picked the Bengals, which means pass catcher is wide open for me. But what what position group I take now will go into that because everybody and their mother knows that I want to take the Bucks. Everybody, everybody and their mother knows that I in my heart want to take the Bucks pass catchers, right? Injuries are off, so we're talking about Russell Gage. We're yep. talking about uh, <coughs> Chris Godwin. Godwin. We're talking about. Mike Evans, and even without Rob Gronkowski, you've got Cameron Braid in there who is a good tight end as well. But there's another group with the Bucks that I want. There is. There is one that they're I a little t- distinguished. I got to I got to take the Bucks linebackers. Okay. I, gotta, I have to. I, I got to do it. I got to do it. Was this the group when we were hanging before the show that – 
you looked at and you're like, oh, this position groups are across the NFL are not very good. It was not actually. Okay, it was now, for that, me. That was not the one that I made with a grimacing face. And there is another team at linebacker that I would have been comfortable taking. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not comfortable with you getting the Bucks pass catcher. I'm I'm not comfortable with you getting the Bucks linebackers yep. here because Levante David and Devin White are so damn good. Say whatever you will about Devin White, how he's not the best linebacker in coverage. I don't want to say that it doesn't matter, but he gets to play next to one of the all-time greatest linebackers that have played the game. And I truly believe that with Levante David. Now, okay, guys, I'm not saying that he's better than Derek Brooks. I'm not saying that he's better than uh, than Lawrence Taylor or, or linebackers like that. But in my opinion, there's no doubt about it. Levante David should be a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he gets in there one day because he hasn't had the career recognitions. But what that guy has done for the last 10 years in Tampa has been unbelievable. He's He has incredible awareness, incredible lead, leader leadership. Uh, he's fantastic in coverage. He's great in run defense. He sees plays before they even happen. He's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, played and simple. And he allow his presence allows Devin White to do what he does best. Play so free, play so athletic. Um, so I gotta go, I gotta go with the Bucks linebackers there, even though it really pains me now that I'm not gonna be able to get the Bucks pass catchers. I think I have to go with with the linebacker group. You yeah, said so you said you thought that this group was pretty uh pretty light. Did not like this group. Did not like the screw. So I'm um, now I'm curious who you're going to take over the Bucks because if that was the only one that you were really thinking of. When we get there, uh, I'm going to present both teams that I was down to that I was going to take over the Bucks, um, which might surprise Ooh. you. And it was like it's a three man race. Once again, it it, just, it didn't this position group did not excite me. Unfortunately, it's it's definitely one that you can highlight singular players over and over again but when you look at groups it's like they're like ah. i get what you're saying though with levante uh obviously injuries off and and devin white when he's playing at his ceiling you know those two we've seen them win a super bowl so it's it makes a lot of sense and be a right. big part of that super bowl run so you still have another pick in a row here we both addressed the defense a, a smidge in round the, two the only group that we have left open yet collectively well we have defensive line we have corner and we have running back that yep. neither of us have addressed. and both coordinators and both coordinators which don't sleep on it no it matters that part matters part definitely matters okay corners i think i'm gonna go with the saints corners mm. you get marcus you get marshawn Lattimore, you get paulson adibo who i thought had a good rookie year and you also get chauncey gardner johnson to play the slot yep which i think is totally really fair. important hold on let me look at one other team oh let me didn't look write at it in ink folks no i said i said i said I, th I said i think i'm going with the saints i said i think i'm going with the saints God, I think I gotta stick with the Saints. I'm gonna stick with the Saints. I'm gonna stick I mean, with the Saints here. I like those. I like those three options. There were a lot of really great corner groups in the NFL that didn't have a super strong slot, and yep. I can I can obviously just say it now. Um, the Packers were another one that I was looking at. I couldn't look at the Bucks sec the the Bucks cornerback group because I just picked their linebackers. The Packers were another group that I was that I yep. was looking at there because uh, you have Jair, you have Eric Stokes. Um, but then Rasul Douglas is the other corner. He's he was good cool. last year. Yeah, I know he's bouncing around. 
And it's kind of a, it was kind of a toss up between me there. I'm just a sucker for Chauncey Garner Johnson playing the slot, and I I do think Marshawn Lattimore can me. be one of the best corners and the outside corners in the NFL. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints officially. We we can write in pen. I'm gonna go with the Saints cornerback group here. Man, no argument for me there. All right. So you doubled up on defense. I did. I did indeed. It, it's kind of this is this is going. You know how. You and I are the ultimate counterpunchers when we do this exercise. We did it with the 25 and under teams. We've done it every time when you try to build teams head to head. We we just counterpunch. We don't. We have to trail. We uh, never no, trail. Listen, yeah. no, there's no need to do that. I mean, you I'd have be like a coach and a defense. I don't have a coach really or much of a defense, but I just have a yeah, you got an no, air raid. You got, you got no leadership. You got... I have an air raid <laughs> offense. Yeah, right now you do. I'm a classic Big 12 school right now. No leadership, air raid <laughs> offense. We're just scoring 80 million points. All right, so uh, we're going to keep that train going. I am going to take the Colts running backs right here. Okay, John Taylor. Yeah. Well, you know what? Dude, when I did did the running back situation, I was like, man, who the hell cares, right? Right, right. The only thing I cared about was getting from a team that I wouldn't want something else from. So wanting the Browns offensive line, I was like, I'm not going to take you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt or whatever it is, as good as they are, you know, once again, wanting certain things, you eliminate other teams. The Colts for me, Jonathan Taylor, my opinion, the best running back in the NFL right now. Uh, Naheem Hines. They quietly have Philip Lindsay as their third stringer. They do indeed. And they got Devontae Price as an undrafted free agent. I thought was a top 200 player in the draft. They are so deep at running back, but the most important thing is they have a, a superstar talent in Jonathan Taylor and a pass catcher in Naheem Hines. Yep. Um, so, obviously, I love the Colts running backs. And it's good. most importantly, this was one of two groups, non-coaching groups, that you and I haven't touched yet. We had not touched uh, the running backs. So, obviously, we're going we're gonna to round that out here. I am not going to take a coordinator. I am going to go to the last group that we have not touched and that is defensive line okay i'm very curious to who you are going to yeah lead the charge with here on defensive line so i'll I'll give some transparency for everybody who's listening to the podcast or watching on youtube shout out everybody who's watching on youtube when we got on zoom before we hit record i asked connor i was like do you want to do defensive line straight up or do you want to separate it edge rusher and interior defensive lineman because I had originally set it up for it being split, edge rusher and interior defense lineman. I said to myself, oh, okay, I got the strategy down easy. This is going to be this is gonna be great. And Connor was like, no, 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 no. It takes way more strategy to do it full yeah. D-line. And I agree with him completely, but it's more of a bitch. It is more of a bitch here with this pick. So who you got? Man, it's brutal, right? It's And I, once again, I actually don't think this pick is going to upset you. I think I know where you're going here. Um, but for me, and this was brutal, this was so brutal, but for me, I couldn't pass on what the chargers have. Okay. Injuries off Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And do, I do not care about anything else. Now, once again, I don't think this would ups like this was a group. The only reason I'm picking this group is because it's the last one from player groups that we haven't touched yet. This was a group that, honestly, I probably would have waited the entire draft to do if it took that long, which it did. This is the last player group we had. You can argue for the Bills with Von Miller now. You can ar- you can go a lot of directions with this thing. You have the Raiders combo and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. The one that I honestly 
really wanted to take, but it was such a hot take that I didn't want to be that guy on the show, was the Steelers, which is I'm... kind of interesting. I With Watt, now Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward, and then the other edge, in my opinion, I think Highsmith's going to have a monster year. That was the deepest group I wanted to take, and a lot mm-hmm. of people would probably counter-argue and say, no, the Bills, or no. Um, so the Steelers were the team I was going to take if you took the Chargers first, which I didn't think you'd do. Niners in consideration, but the Chargers for me, if Max stays healthy in this exercise, it doesn't matter because the injuries are off. I don't think there's a better pass rush duo in the NFL than Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Uh, I just think that if you don't have a really good tackle on both sides, I don't know how you block those guys all day long. So I just, I valued that duo over the front four that is the Steelers that I think is quietly a, an awesome group. And I don't see people looking at them that way this year well, for some reason. Well, it's not going to be quiet because it's, it's that's going to be the group that I picked. Yeah. But I'm not I gonna... thought you would go with the Bills, oddly enough, but no, I'm glad you're going with the I Steelers. Have, uh, I, have, I have other plans for the Bills. I have a, I have and a, that's what comes into play oh, once again. Lands for the Buffalo. Bills. That's what comes into play. Right, right, right. Is that you can't double up. So that was your two, right? You went Chargers and Colts, right? I went Chargers and Colts. You yes. went Chargers and Colts. Okay. The only two spots that we have left are offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator that we both have open. So I'm gonna knock those two out right now. I got to do it. Um, okay. Es- especially because if you take one of these guys that I'm about to take, it screws me over with picks that I want to make for position group players. So I've got to be smart. Here I got and I've you. Gotta, I got I've got to get ahead of the curve. Offensive coordinator. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> it's funny because PFF just caught uh, a lot of shit earlier. I think a week ago for this pick, but I'm gonna go with Kellen oh, Moore. I saw I'm gonna, this. I'm yes. gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, who I think is a fantastic young offensive coordinator. I think he is working super well with all those offensive weapons, the offensive line, Dak Prescott, all those receiver options. He did a fantastic job of essentially doing the most. Now, look, is he perfect? And a lot of people pointed out when. Our own Eric Eager, who I love Eric, I really do. He, he came out with a position or a uh, offensive coordinator play caller rankings last week. And the way that he came up with it was essentially how well are offensive coordinators performing, not only just output wise, but efficiency wise above expectation. So essentially, if you have a good quarterback, if you have good wide receivers at your disposal yeah, as an fair. offensive coordinators, guess what? We expect a lot of points. So are you living up to that? Are you exceeding that? While are you also being being very efficient in what you do? Kelmore graded out really well in both those areas. Uh, Eric had Kelmore as the number two play caller in the NFL. He had him above guys like Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, uh, Byron Leftwich, guys like that. And obviously it got people very heated because those are head coaches that have been around a long time and they've, they've gotten their well-deserved praise as well. But I do think that the hate that that selection got went a little too far because this is, I think, one of the best play callers in the NFL. And Kellen Moore still took some lumps last year, and he was stumped a little bit by a handful of defense coordinators, but I think that he's certainly going to learn from that. I think he's one of the brightest minds that we have as an assistant coach here in the league. And so I got to go with him because I wasn't about to pick any other group for the Dallas Cowboys okay. in this draft. So had to get uh, Kellen Moore there because there's another uh, offensive coordinator pick that um, <laughs> that I would not have been able to make because of a, a player selection that I'm going to make here. So I'm going to go with Kellen Moore as offense coordinator. And then I'm going to go with Raheem Morris as my defense. Love that pick. Raheem yep. Morris, folks, 
should have gotten a head coach gig. I really feel like he should have. When he was, and this is the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, obviously coming off a of Super Bowl. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not going to pick a group from the Los Angeles Rams either. So that's a little bit strategic, but it worked out perfectly because I, I do. I think that Raheem Morris is just like Kellen Moore, one of the best assistant coaches in the game right now, obviously as the Super Bowl uh, to go along with it, what he's been able to do with that uh, Rams secondary. I think certainly Aaron Donald's production speaks for itself. That guy was going to go off no matter what, but what he's been able to do in that secondary with so many different secondary players over the last couple of years has been fantastic. I think he gets screwed over by getting an early head coaching gig before he was ready with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I kind of know the backstory about all that, how he was a little bit of a scapegoat um, after the Gruden era down in Tampa Bay. And they kind of had him as a shoot. I think he was like 31 years old, 32 years old when he got that head coach gig. And he went from a defensive backs coach to that hedge coach spot. And it was just, it was way too big of a jump too early for him. And like I said, he was basically this scapegoat head coach where they didn't want to spend money because Gruden had spent so much money on free agents for the last eight years. And of course it won a Super Bowl at the beginning, but then they were getting tired of paying all these high price veterans. And they basically gave Raheem Morris the youngest, cheapest team possible. And one year he won 10 games. He won 10 games. And the story that I heard behind the scenes is that Raheem Morris went to front office and the owners and said, I will never be able to do that again with the roster that you guys are giving me right now. And they said, too bad. You're going to have to do it again. And so I think that you screwed a little bit. has been on a little bit of a journey all the way to becoming now one of the best assistant coaches in the NFL. So uh, I'll go with Kellen Moore as my offensive coordinator and I'll go with Raheem Morris as my defensive coordinator. I like it. That's one of those times where I can uh, truly say you sniped me. I would have, I would have taken Raheem at DC. I now I love my backup option. So I'm not like super heartbroken, but I definitely a snipe. Love that pick. Uh, so, I mean, since the order doesn't really matter here, I guess we'll just transition right there. Yeah. Now we can fire. Now we can truly fire from the hip Terminator style. Yeah. While still being very conscious of n- not doubling up or screwing yourself. That's you just, yeah. Thing. Now it's, now it's, now it's you versus the man in the mirror. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so for me at DC, I'm going with D'Amico Ryan's. That's uh, a great from pick. The 49ers. Great pick. I mean, everything, everyone I talk to that has been around D'Amico is at the point where they're like, it's not if he'll be a head coach, it's, it's that he'll have the clout to pick the right job. Right. That's how that's how good D'Amico Ryans is. He's 37. He's one of the best defensive minds in the entire NFL right now already. And more importantly, when you're looking at the transition to head coach, he is one of the more up-and-coming leaders of men in the NFL as well. Obviously, the track record as a player speaks for itself, going all yeah. the way back to Alabama and then in the NFL for a long time. But yep. uh, players really take to him as a coach. So D'Amico Ryans is my DC. Really, really excited about that one. Now, uh, I'll keep this one a little bit more simple. At corner, I am going to go with the Packers here. This is a group that I really like the uh, well-roundedness of this mm-hmm. group. You know, I kind of fought myself here a little bit, Trevor, because there was part of me that was like, man, just take the Rams and you get Jalen Ramsey, right? Because how many teams have a number one corner? And the the answer is not many have a true number one. Jalen Ramsey's a pretty special player at the position, but instead I'd rather have the trio of Jair Alexander, uh, an up-and-comer in He's Eric so Stokes. Jair's so good. So, so, so good. And Rizal Douglas, who had a fantastic year for them last year. So uh, the Packers for me at corner – a group that, you know, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Rams were the other teams in contention there. 
I went the route that I felt gave me um, the deepest group of the four. Yeah, I considered the Chargers. I certainly considered the Chargers um, with that secondary group there. They've especially when you add J.C. Jackson to Asante Samuel, and um, they've got Michael Davis. Do they have Callahan as well? Do they have Bryce Callahan too? They now do to play yes. the slot. So I mean, like that's 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 it's a really good group. And, and shoot, you know, you can. I, well, I mean, you can't really do this, but you know, Derwin will play in the slot for him too. Yeah, you can't. Otherwise, that would have been the pick. <laughs> right. We, we, we can't really do that. But Chargers fans out there listening, you have a fantastic secondary, and it's a versatile one at that. So that's that's great. There, you mentioned that the the Packers were a great choice. I agree with you, D'Amico Ryan's as well. He, the way that people talked about him this past off season, really does. I think you put it beautifully. It, it's not an if, it's a when thing with D'Amico Ryan's, and he's only thirty seven years old, but he's got that former player background to him and it's very clear that he is well respected within the nfl circles and i think that he's definitely going to be a head coach uh, in due time but for now he's going to continue being one of the best assistant coaches in this league so i'll round out my defense here since we're not really competing against each other for, for position groups defensive line i am going with the steelers and I, I had the steelers funny enough as my number one team no matter what there were just a couple of other groups that i thought jumping on them was a little bit more important when it came to positions and coaches yes. that were of dire need because you mentioned how good the Chargers are, how alluring their edge rushers are. But, dude, TJ Watt, plain and simple, one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, perhaps the best edge rusher in the yeah, NFL. One of the like, best there, defenders in the NFL. He is, right, he is unbelievable. Cam Hayward has been one of the best interior defensive linemen for years and is still competing at a very high level. They've got Chris Warmley. They've got Tyson Alulu. You mentioned them having uh, Alex Highsmith as well. Like, there are so many players in that group that uh, you may – oh, Larry Ogunjobi too. Larry Ogunjobi yeah. now with the team. And as of last week, yeah. That group – you'll love to see it. That group is so solid. It's got the star power, and it's got the depth. They were number one on my defensive line group because of that reason. And then safety. This is where we'll talk about safeties. I'm going with the Bills, man. Okay. Jordan, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. I think great this, du great this, duo. this is a phenomenal duo. And I think I was very, you know, there are a lot of really nice secondary groups. And clearly you were honing in on the Ravens and makes complete sense with how deep the Ravens are, no doubt about it. But when you pick Josh Allen, you're like, yeah, Josh far and away with these position groups. I was like, man, I, that's Jordan Poirier and, and yeah. Micah Hyde, I think. But they just play so well together. They have such fantastic chemistry on the back end. Uh, I think they are they are truly a great duo, right? I could have picked the Chargers because I haven't picked any Chargers positions yet, and I could have gotten myself Nasir Adderley and Derwin James. And yep. You get the star power in Derwin James, and that's still – people are going to argue that maybe that was the better move. But the true duo effect of Hyde and Poyer, I, I think, is, is a big reason why that defense is, is as good as it is, that secondary is as good as it is. So I'm going to go with the Bills here to round out my defense. So I got the Steelers' defensive line. I got the Bucks linebackers, I got the Saints corners, and I got the Bills safeties as my defense. All right, so offensive line, you took the Browns, a group that I really, really liked, valued them highly. Um, you took them really, really early. Were they your first overall pick in the draft? Belichick. Belichick was. The they were my first. They were my first uh, unit. Okay, so I am going to go with the – and this was kind of a, a swerve for me because – the way things play out, I needed position groups from other teams mm -hmm. that I couldn't use their offensive line. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going with the Patriots offensive line, which. Oh, so you were that high on them quietly. Okay. Because okay. I, I forgot the injuries off rule quietly. When new England's offensive line is healthy, Isaiah Wynn 
being the Very injury good. guy that matters so much. Very good. It's a good group. You know, you have Trent Brown, uh, now Cole Strange, David Andrews uh, on Wenu. Strange, we, baby. We, we talk about Wenu on the show all the time, how much of a talent he is, and Isaiah Wynn. So I like New England's uh, offensive line quite a bit. I don't think they're top three in this exercise, but you'll see where I'm going. Maybe not even top four or five, but you had to borrow. I had to borrow from other areas where I thought this was the value play for New England. If I couldn't get Belichick, I do think quietly they still have a really good offensive line. And then I might as well round out the rest of the team before we get into the head coach and offensive coordinator here. Linebacker. This is the only time I did this I'm out of any so of these positions. I'm so curious. I'm so curious who you're going to pick here. I'm going to – I'm taking the Cowboys in this spot. Okay. Be, because you take Parsons. Okay. I'm taking Parsons. Yeah. And I had to really double-check that I can get away with this, but he did play more off-the-line snaps. I'd have given, I, would, I would have given it to you. I, I still wanted to be fair. I wanted to be fair. So he, he played uh, 500 and about – nearly 600 snaps off the line of scrimmage. Um, and he played 390 on the defensive line. So he he definitely – he registers as an off-ball linebacker. You know, Van Der Esch has not been the same player since his rookie season, so it was a group I wasn't really excited about. But as a player, Parsons is a freak show. He's a one-man show. Truly, yes. The other group yeah. I considered here, but I used them at corner, was Green Bay. Um, you know, Green Bay, mm. for me, I do like the – I like Devondre Campbell a lot, and I think Quay Walker not having to be the guy there playing with Campbell makes them enticing. Right. But I like their corner group a lot better. There was a, there was a couple of units. I like the Packers' offensive line. I liked their cornerback group. I liked their quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Right. And I liked their head coach all as picks for me. So the Packers are one of the teams I struggled with the most to divvy up what mattered to me, and the linebacker group just lost out by a lot. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here because Parsons is uh, a truly – Truly unique talent in the middle of the defense. Yeah, they were my super safe pick with the linebacker group. You know what I was – I so number two in my linebacker rankings, actually, or maybe not number two. It would have kind of been a toss-up. It would have been a, a, a game-time decision when we were on the clock. Was the San Francisco 49ers. You've got Fred Warner, and you've got Dre Greenlaw. I really like Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw brings a ton of speed. That was the younger version of – the Bucks with the combination that the Bucks have with Devin White and Levante David. Like Fred Warner is just a lot younger than Levante is. And Dre Greenlaw, okay, not as impactful as Devin White was, but that same type of so athletic linebacker feel mm-hmm. where Fred Warner gives is so damn good in yep. coverage that he gives you that freedom to be able to move about and play fast. And I think that that's what Dre Greenlaw does really, really well. So just I wanted to shout out that group for sure. And I'm totally with you. Uh, I valued D'Amico Ryan's more than the right. linebacker. When you group. picked when you picked Ryan's, I was like, okay, but I agree. We can't pick San this is and this is where it gets really interesting. There's a million of these that it's like can't do this because I did that, can't do this because I did that. Um, which I'm now I'm really excited to hear from you as you have to fill out quarterback, running back, and pass catchers. Obviously, you could do two of the three right now. Yep, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. We'll go pass catchers right now. This one is. Pretty- I have no idea what you're gonna do. By the way, no idea. This is pretty easy for me, man. Okay. So you pick you pick the Bengals. I can't pick the Bucks because I picked the Bucks linebacker group. Actually, it is a little easier when I start to look at your groups. Are pick- you no? You, you, you can guess. You want to guess? You want to guess? The Raiders? No, no. You are okay. you are you are missing you are missing an obvious one. 
All right, fire away. I, it's Miami. I oh, think it's, duh. I, I think duh. it's Miami. They it's were tired. my number two behind the Bengals. I wrote down because obviously not only Waddle and Tyreek, but Gasecki is in there. And and Cedric Wilson, dude. It's a, they, it's a really good group. They got Cedric Wilson, it's too. It's a really good group. They, uh, I think Preston Williams is still on the team. He is, like, and I think it, he made some plays in OTAs. Right. Everyone's like, hey, right. our number five receiver is actually like, really good when he's healthy. <laughs> so. They have they have Durham Smythe. They have Adam Shaheen. They, yep. like, they, this, is, this is a super deep group. Uh, this probably would have been my number number one pick group, no matter what. I think it, I was it was going to be a toss up to me between them and the Bucks, but there's so many other places where I could have picked the Bucks. Like I could have picked the Bucks D line. I could have picked Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, uh, Akeem Hicks, and Vita Vea as a defensive line. I think that would have been really strong. Obviously, you've got linebacker there, the cornerback group, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunting, uh, Carlton Davis, safeties, Mike Edwards. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., the offensive coordinator, right? I could I could have picked Byron Leftwich. There were so many other places where I could have picked the Buccaneers that I was like, okay, I'm probably going to end up with Miami's pass catchers here. So to get them this late in the draft, I'm actually pretty pumped about it. Uh, running back, I'll save the suspense for quarterback is my last pick. Running back, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers for one name and one I name mean, only. That's all you Pursuit. need. Christian McCaffrey, and I don't give a damn who's behind him. I know Chuba yep. Hubbard's in there. Injuries uh, off. Actually, who am I? Who, now, now I'm looking. Now I got it. Since they're officially on my team, who's back? Is somebody in between? Uh, no, Chuba's the backup. They have Devonta Foreman as well, but I, I mean, yeah. I think that Chuba's probably going to be the backup there no matter what. Christian McCaffrey, last time we saw a fully healthy season from him, 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards. So, I mean, truly one of the best offensive threats in the NFL. I hope that he's fully healthy in this upcoming year. I would absolutely love to see it. But I debated between him and, honestly, Minnesota's with Dalvin Cook and uh, Alexander Madison. That was another one for me. Tennessee, of course, with Derrick Henry. But I wanted a little bit more pass catching, a little bit more speed. So uh, I was opting for Dalvin or Christian McCaffrey. I ended up leaning with Christian McCaffrey here. So – it's funny when you brought up Miami. I did want to sneak this into the show. If I, because they were my number two wide receiver group, much mm-hmm. like you, obviously. Mm-hmm. If I took them, uh, no, if I if I was in a little bit of a bind, they were on in play at corner. Now, for Miami fans listening and probably wondering, you know, why isn't corner group here? Xavier Howard is a baller. He's a superstar. I do think Byron Jones is still a good player. I think he's quietly been trending downward the last two years compared to what he once was. Now, he's still a good player. The third corner situation for me was just like, I've, I gravitated towards Green Bay with, I, I guess we can, we can cancel out Jair and Xavier Howard. I like where Stokes' ceiling is going. And then the third corner with Razul Douglas was a runaway. But Miami, mm-hmm. I did want to get more of them in the show um, to explain that they quietly, interestingly enough, like that's a great training camp battle. Right. Miami's corners against those pass catchers. Um, so it's, it's, and I'm glad that you got the Panthers in there as well. That was one that probably gets slept on because McCaffrey is always hurt, but when he's not, he's one of the best players with the ball in his hands in the entire NFL. So, all right, now we're here where I need a head coach and offensive coordinator. You are going to need a quarterback. I have left this door a little bit open where. Head coach is just so brutal right now because – and brutal in a good way. Brutal in a good way. <laughs> oh, like, okay. All right. No, no, no. Uh, you made a lot of picks, so I was wondering where you were going with But with I have not used the Rams and the Chiefs. 
So this is literally Sean mm. McVay versus Andy Reid, which mm. is pretty insane. Uh, so let's save some suspense there. Offensive coordinator, I actually want your opinion on this, and I I'm know not going to give it to you. I I know where I'm going <laughs> to go just without kidding. it, but. I think a lot of people look at offensive coordinator and the names that are going to come to their mind are Eric B enemy right mm-hmm. now. Cause I haven't used the chiefs Byron right. Leftwich, Cause I have right. not used the bucks yep. as well. The most, the sleeper cell is Pete Carmichael. With yeah, the Saints. sure. Yeah. He's been there so long that, and I haven't used the saints. And if I use Andy Reed, I can't use Eric B enemy. I'm curious, which direction would you go? Would you go the Reed-Carmichael pairing, or would you go the McVay-Bienemy pairing? It's pretty tricky, right? I'd go I'd go McVay and Bienemy. I'd, I'd go with McVay and Bienemy. So that's what I'm going to do, because I think McVay, to me, is the total packet. And nothing against Andy Reed. Andy Reed's incredible. Right, It's right. just It's easy to gravitate towards the guy that just won a Super Bowl. McVay, McVay getting getting Josh Allen would be hilarious. Yeah, it's the fun hilarious. way to go. Hilarious. I mean, so would Andy Reid. I know he's done everything. Mahomes, he has Mahomes, but you're right. Seeing McVay with Josh Allen is actually hilarious. But um, so it's going to be a Sean McVay. Actually, this is where I I was really torn up was Byron versus Bienemy because it's pretty clear to me at this point that we are going to see Byron as a head coach one day. Yeah, I don't he think we're ever not interview with the Jags. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's all he needs. Yeah, whatever went on there, and that relationship has been something for a long time. Yeah, um, I don't really, I'm not really convinced we'll ever see Eric Bieniemy as an NFL head coach at this point. I, I just, yeah. some things just run its course, and we don't have the reasons on this show, but it's clear from how many years of these interviews that you're seeing that. But Bieniemy has worked under an established offensive head coach for a long time. He's worked with a superstar quarterback in Mahomes. Not that Leftwich hasn't, uh, but I just like the pairing here a lot with McVeigh, the enemy, D'Amico Ryan's on That's the defense. That's a stronger one. That's a stronger one. And also, yeah. again, you are you know you're protecting yourself. If we make a graphic out of this, now you get to have McVeigh and the enemy and D'Amico Ryan's on the same coaching staff. Pretty sick. So right, Pretty I sick. mean you know like for everybody who's gonna look at the graphics, you'll be like, oh that's. Oh, Pretty cool. Was, was Trevor asleep at the wheel? Like, how was he? How did he... <laughs> they didn't realize the rules of the show. Right. How, how did he realize this? Was Trevor drunk? Uh, for my last pick, last pick of the draft here, the only spot that I have left is the quarterback position, and I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going with yes. Patrick Mahomes there. Thought about it with Aaron Rodgers. Thought that was a decent debate there. Couldn't think about it with Tom Brady because I obviously had the, uh, the Buccaneers already picked for the linebacker spot, but there were too many good quarterbacks to pick from there. Uh, that was also a reason why I could not pick Eric Bieniemy as my offensive coordinator because I wanted to keep that open for Patrick Mahomes. He was still the guy to pick for me. You know, in a scenario where obviously Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal back-to-back MVP quarterback, one of the best pure throwers to ever play the game of football. But in my mind, getting Patrick Mahomes to play in an offense with Miami's pass catchers. Well, we've seen it, and it's with, really good. <laughs> with with Christian McCaffrey behind the Cleveland Browns offensive line That's is objectively hilarious i could actually take kellen moore off of play calling and i just i'm gonna i'm gonna do it like i'll do it voting just yeah you get to do it yeah just put like a madden just put like a madden screen for him (laughs) the bomb uh what's the the other one i know that's what you're gonna run 
It's gonna work. Just a bomb play, and then you're and then you're just like jump, like frog splashing the ball carrier after the play for like five minutes because you could just keep hammering it, and it'll just keep going until the next play until you stop. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback room, which means. As we recap this draft here, we come to a close. My draft, Chiefs at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Panthers at running back, Christian McCaffrey. Miami's pass catching group, which is Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, Preston Williams, uh, Mike Gesicki, Durham Smythe, um, Adam Shaheen, if you want to throw him in there as well. I got the Browns offensive line, Jack Conklin, Wyatt Teller, um, Joel Batonio, Jedrick Wills, just a fantastic offensive line there. Steelers defensive line, headlined by TJ Watt and Cam Hayward. Bucks linebackers with uh, with Levante David and with Devin White. I got the Saints corners, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Debo, and Chauncey Garner-Johnson getting to play in the slot. And then Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, the safety group on the back end. All coached by the GOAT himself, Bill Belichick. God, I actually, I should have reunited him and Brady now that I'm thinking about it. Bill Belichick. That kind of a cool twist. Bill Belichick at head coach, Kellen Moore at offensive coordinator, then Raheem Morris at DC. It's a fun group. All right, so they will be matched up against uh, Josh Allen at quarterback, where you're going to see that matchup for a long time. Those two we are in Mahomes. We are Josh indeed. Allen at quarterback took the Bills quarterback room. Running backs took the Colts room, led by Jonathan Taylor. Pass catchers, the Bengals room, of thousand yard pairing jamar chase t higgins and almost thousand yards this year with those two which is insane and and tyler boyd patriots offensive line uh defensive line chargers with khalil Mack and joey bosa linebacker cowboys just for micah parsons cornerback strictly micah parsons strictly micah parsons thank you very much (laughs) uh cornerback with the packers jair alexander Rasul douglas eric stokes really like that trio safety Ravens have a trio at safety, not a duo. Obviously, big signing of Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, who's been there, and Kyle Hamilton, a first-round pick from this draft. My coaching yep. staff is led by head coach Sean McVay, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Before we end this exercise, well, Trevor, were I, there any can, groups? Go, jump in. What do you got? No, well, I was just going to say, last time Bill Belichick and Sean McVay faced off in a big game, McVay scored three points. I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure that everybody remembered that that was With the Jared case. Goff. When you guys vote in this poll, which I know uh, our audio producers are going to put up, I just want you to remember that uh, three points. Yep. Yep, with Jared Goff. So what were you saying? Were you- <laughs> was there any groups that you really wanted to take, but there was one weak link and you couldn't do it. Cause that happened to me like a handful of times. Um, I, I, I thought a lot about the Eagles pass catchers, right? Because you get, you sure. get Dallas Goddard, you get AJ Brown, you get Devonte Smith. That's a really good group. You get Jalen oh. Rieger. No, I'm just kidding. So, well, that's honestly like, it kind of like no, but that's a good group. heavy after that. And I thought about the Eagles pass catching group versus Miami's pass catching group. And if you go blow for blow at the top, you can convince yourself that it's yeah. pretty easy for maybe the first two, three picks but then it just heavily favors Miami, I think, once you get into the depth. So I think that that one is one that kind of – one that I looked at heavily that I didn't end up picking. The Niners' defensive line, you get Arik Armstead, you get Nick Bosa. I didn't really have much after that. It's a so, lot of rotational guys. Right. That, it works for them in real football games, but this is not what that's about. Raiders, of course, you have Max Crosby. You've got Chandler Jones now, but who's playing on the interior? That was another one for me that that I uh, that I kind of struggled with. And mm. look, if if push came to shove, you mentioned the Raiders as well with pass catchers. They've got Devontae Adams. They have Darren Waller. Um, 
Hunter and Renfro. Obviously, Hunter Renfro, a, a, a reliable option there. It's not bad. I just, I like Miami's better. Sure. I, I think that there's just there's there's more weaponry and it's deeper at that point. Well, uh, that that's exactly what that I'm asking. Another. Like the Raiders to me were missing that outside guy across from Devontae. Like Renfro in the slot, amazing. Devontae, amazing. Waller, amazing. You could argue those three guys at a time are at the top of their position group. Like there's times where Waller looks like the best tight end in football. Devontae Adams looks like the best outside receiver in football. And Hunter Renfro looks like the best slot in football. Right. That's crazy. But they just don't have that guy across from Devontae where I wanted to take them over uh, the Bengals. So they were close. They were on the list. They were they close. Were de- they, they were definitely on the list. Uh, for the safety pairing, wanted to shout out. Ari shouted out the Chargers with Nasir Adderley and Derwin James. Derwin James not getting picked. Feels criminal. But um, the Saints, the Saints have, um, oh, Lord. It's Tyron Matthew and who else? Who else is right there? Marcus May. No. Didn't Marcus May, didn't Marcus May leave? No, he's he's they signed Marcus. No, May he is and, still there. Right, you are right. So yep. it, it's Tyron Matthew and, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. If you can count him as a third safety, sort of. Right, it's a, it's little a weird. There. It's right. It's strange. And they lost Marcus Williams to the Ra- the Ravens. Yep. And then the Tennessee Titans at at, at safety because Kevin Byard is so good. Yes. And they also have Amani Hooker there, who I think is really good. Yes. Um, yes. you've got the Bengals safety group, which has Jesse Bates, an unbelievable playmaking safety, and then also Von Bell. So it's good tandem. Those are a couple that I had on my list that we didn't really get to. So one I wanted to take. Yeah. Who you got was the chiefs offensive line. Now Ooh. I really wanted a coach from them more Reed or Bianami. Yeah. And I was okay with the Patriots offensive line, their right tackle situation and chiefs fans listening will probably have a better picture of what they think is going to play out. You read it and you're like Orlando Brown, at left tackle. Awesome. Joe Tooney, maybe the best guard in football at left. Sure, guard. Awesome. Right. Creed Humphrey, top three center in football already. Awesome. Trey Smith was so good as a sixth round rookie. Yeah, you're right. Then you just have right, right tackle. Yeah, but still, I feel like they were definitely overlooked. We should, we should have definitely. No I, no, I really did give them a, a look where I was like, I'm going right, to take shoot, this group maybe, if I don't get the Browns. Maybe I'm just taking myself. Maybe I'm just I just, talking to myself. I just couldn't do it with the right tackle situation. That's I mean, a that'll strong group. play itself out. Um, Very strong group. Man, th- yeah, those were the big ones for me, honestly. Those were the really big ones where I was like, ah, it just feels like they're a, a player away from being the group. But this was fun, man. This one, there was a lot of thought put into this quite yeah, clearly. Good exercise. I enjoyed this exercise. Obviously, uh, I'm still sweating, even though I put the AC down five degrees because that's what happens when you're on the clock. Guys, we know that you're going to have plenty of thoughts on who we should have picked, where you would have picked a certain position group early in the draft, later in the draft, what you would have done with coaches. We want to hear it all. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, hit up Connor Rogers. Hit up myself. I thought you were just going to say me. Yeah, j- send all your hate to Connor. Send all your praise to me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can use the comment section on YouTube. Uh, I always try to read and, and respond to as many as possible the day that we that we put this podcast up. So, uh, yeah, just let us know. Let us know if we're, if we're sleeping too hard on a certain position group. We want to hear it. And uh, either we'll be like, yep, my bad. Or we'll be like, nope, you're done. Yeah. Give the us the old it. what I sleep on meme versus what you sleep versus, on with the bed. Good. And then there's going to be a picture of like Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, that's, that's a good throwback. Right, we get it. That's a good, that's a good throwback <laughs> meme. We got uh, another episode coming up for you later this week. It's back to summer scouting. Not quite done with offense. We've got the offensive line. We're going to, we're going to try to knock out the entire offensive line. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite offensive tackle prospects and then also some 
of our interior offensive lineman prospects. And, and that'll finish out offense for summer scouting before we jump over to the defensive side of things. But a lot of big boys to get to, Connor. But a lot of people are very excited about this episode because they would tell you that football starts up front. So this is what really matters. You're talking about offensive tackles, which is absolutely a premium position that can sometimes define the top 10, the top 15, the top 20 of draft classes. And then, of course, interior offensive linemen, yeah, it doesn't get drafted as high, but you're seeing major difference makers getting picked in the later groups that are, <laughs> it's the difference between seven wins sometimes and 11 wins and making the playoffs and, and playing really well when you have a solid interior offensive line. So man, this episode, very, very, very important coming up with, with offensive line. And I'm excited to see how this class is going to shape up for 2023. Yeah, me too. And, and you know, maybe we'll rank it um, to keep the show kind of consistent, just based on talent, like a center could be, the number one offensive lineman just based on talent but we'll do our top fives as we always do you know it's summer we might be able to, we, might, we might be able to run through two separate top fives yeah maybe we do maybe we do interior tackles and, then interior and offensive tackles but you know it's you also don't want to get too early into the game of oh i think this guy's got to play guard at the next level so right, we'll, right, know, it's a fair right. way to do it maybe we'll do the two top fives um keep sending us our your questions in the reviews we are we are banking them. If you think we're missing them, we're not. We're saving we're not. some of we the favorite ones we have. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll have some extra time after that show. If not, we'll be back for the end of the holiday weekend on the 4th of July with another draft special show as well. So we will not be uh, will not be missing anything. No, it's going to be hype. It's going to be hype. I'm excited for the next couple of shows that we got here. We got a good schedule for you guys. We will see you on Thursday. I'm Trevor. That's Connor. This has been the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. 